When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School, one man's willing descent into the dark abyss that lives at the heart of the American horror film. Over the next few weeks, I, Joshua Napier, am going to play horror Sherpa to Joe Farron's journey to the mountains of madness. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Joe. We switched it up a little bit. Usually you say hello to me first. That's true. I decided to let you. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome back. Living for it. This is uh, Fright School, a uh, found footage podcast from the past. Yes, exactly. We're broadcasting to you from... Uh, from 2015. Ah, uh, right. Ah, uh, what's going on? What's new? Oh my gosh, love your shirt. Gonna have to post a photo of it on We're gonna the post Facebook. A photo. Yes, um, go on to tpublic.com. Look for uh, Murder Mystery. And uh, basically my t-shirt is, um, it's uh, a bunch of famous uh, bad guys, little famous villains uh, from various horror franchises. Uh, riding a blood-covered mystery machine from uh, Scooby-Doo. From Scooby-Doo. Nice, nice. Is that the uh, same place that you can buy Fright School t-shirts? That is definitely <laughs> the same place where you can buy those Fright School t-shirts. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug. Plug it all, everyone. Yeah. If you go to tpublic.com and and we'll coincide. Uh, we'll co- when we release this, we'll also. Uh, make those designs $14 again. Uh, right now we did a little last minute merch thing where for three days you could buy t-shirts at 14 bucks. Uh, right now they're all $20. We get a nice cut of it. Uh, and it's just the basic logo, the basic fright school podcast logo. Um, I've already purchased a t-shirt and a jacket Nice, because you know, because merch, because synergy. Synergy. Because I come from the RuPaul school of self-promotion. I love it. I'm going to go on. I, I didn't know we had a jacket, so I'm definitely, I would love to get a jacket. Yes, awesome. you, um, uh, the thing I like about Public and why we're working with them is that they, um, you can basically upload these designs, but you can put them on anything. anything. So you can put them on t-shirts. They have cell phone cases, mugs. They have baby onesies. How fun. Um, so if you have a child in there that you want to get, Get uh, corrupted early with your horror. Uh, get them a fright school onesie. I love it. How cool! We are working on full-sized uh, human 
adult onesies. Right. Um, that would be great. Because I know that David wants some, so. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm for that. Let's have a, we'll get them and we'll have a fright school slumber party. Yes, yeah, so we should do like an iron-on. Like a sleepover camp. Yes. <laughs> uh, except no one gets murdered. Yes, except. Well, 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 well I mean, see. we can't promise yeah, that. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, let's not make any promises we can't keep. So, yeah, so I'm where we go. I've, uh, <laughs> wearing this shirt because I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, y'all. I um, love it. It's so cool. It's such a cool shirt. I'm totally jealous. Oops. You should be. I am. A shout out also again to um, our lovely designer of our logo, yes. uh, Jamie Channel Guzman. Yes. She, we're clapping for you. Yeah. Clapping for you. Yeah, I love the logo. Living she, for you. She did a good job with it. It, it makes me smile. Uh, makes uh, me smile too. And now we'll get some we'll get some cool merch stuff. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what else has been happening? The it trailer came out. Yeah, I watched it and I was freaked out. Yeah, I'm excited. I just rewatched the uh, 1990 uh, miniseries uh, the other day. Is that the one with Tim Curry? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I rewatched it in anticipation because I hadn't seen it in a while, and I thought, well, I've got you know, I'm just laying around. You know, it's about three and a half hours or so, so I just <laughs> Might as well. watched it. Uh, yeah, it's still kind of hokey, but pretty good. I like it. I enjoy it. So that was fun. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited about it. Uh, or at least, I guess, it's the first half of the movie. And then there'll be a second one to oh, do the other. Yeah, okay. it's so much. It's a lot. So I think the first film is going to be the kids, and then the, and then the second will be them as adults. At least oh. that's what I, I had is heard that rumored. What, is that what the book is like? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the story kind of flashes back and forth. Uh, I, the the book is set in the 80s, flashing back to the 50s, but I, they've updated it, so the new one will flash back to the 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm also really excited about Unsolved Mysteries coming oh, yeah. to, like, uh, streaming platforms. I've been watching the shit out of those. That's, like, another thing, like... Growing up, I have like real firm memories of sitting around uh, with the family, family, watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries. The family, yeah. Um, my see, Unsolved Mysteries always freaked me, yeah, the f out, yeah. And I remember, like, I remember saying, I think we were staying the night at my my aunt's house, my my auntie Irene. And she was watching it. And this particular episode was like this moving crucifix of Jesus. And like, I'm like, no, no, thank always, you. Always I'm already, something like that. I'm already like, you know, I'm already scared and Catholic. Like I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need like, I'm already scared of like actual Jesus. I don't need to be scared of like crucifixion Jesus. Okay. What is up with that? Like, you know, it's so cr- scary. It's so like violent and weird. I know. I don't know. But uh yeah, so I've been binge watching like old episodes of that and they still freak me out. Robert uh um, Oh my god, what's his name? Robert something. Oh, I just left my Oh my gosh, I was just talking about him too, and that's so sad. Um not Robert Block, that's the guy who wrote um uh Psycho. That's what <laughs> I was like, Robert I was like, that is not it. That's not right. Not not him. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Robert Stack's voice is still like creepy as ever. And the trench coat make you want to rock a trench coat. Okay, I know. so good. But yeah, so uh, that's been really fun, kind of revisiting that childhood horror. Uh, that was another way that I um, that we we got together over scary, creepy things. <laughs> the family. The family. 
Uh, all right. So today on Fright School, we are talking about the iconic, the legendary, the legendary Blair Witchited, the Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch uh, Project. So I thought first we would go over maybe some other um, fun found footage films. Fun found footage films. Yeah, horror really like Sherpa. that. Horror horror Sherpa. Fun found footage films. Uh, so Joshua, what are some other fun found footage films? We're gonna find out right now. Uh, at least the uh, you know because Blair Witch Project, it, while not the original found footage film, I mean there's probably you know there's plenty of like other examples. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust being one. Yes, that, that film is probably the most. Um, relatable to the story of the Blair Witch Project. But I just, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like, I can't really say why I wanted to. Well, yeah, I can, because we wanted to talk about American found, or American films. So the Blair Witch Project is American produced, whereas but tell me about Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, Holocaust is Italian. But, um, so it's kind of the same thing, where these people, these explorers go off, and they're, like, researching this tribe um, in some, you know, desolate part of, you know, the world. Um, I think it's the Amazon. Uh, and like they go missing and, you know, later their footage is found and turns out like they're all like horribly, you know, mutilated and eaten and all kinds of like terrible things happen to them. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's from 1980. Tasty. Uh, I thought it was the seventies, but yeah, it's a 1980 Italian film directed by Ruggiero Diodato. Diodato. I don't know. Justine, write in and tell us how right. to properly pronounce it. Yeah, exactly. From now on, we just need to have her. Um, do all. We're going to dub her in saying, but it's definitely like seen as being, you know, having really revolutionized found footage style. And the same thing, you know, they, it was so violent, uh, so graphically violent. And, um, the director had, you know, all the cast like sign these like contracts that they would vanish, you know, and not be seen, you know, in public so that it kind of further helped, you know, you think that the film was real. Uh, he was put on trial for murder and he had to like uh, go and find him. And the people, I mean, they hid, you know, so even he couldn't really find them to come and like defend him uh, in court. Uh, eventually he did. He got, you know, the various people, but, um, you know, to come and say, no, I'm alive. It was just a movie. Uh <laughs> Um, it does have some other, you know, it, it's very, uh, you know, graphically like brutal, you know, sexual assault. Uh, there's actual real, um, animals get murdered on screen in it. Um, so that's, you know, Ooh. that's bad. Uh, although, you know, in their defense, they ate them, you know, so they're killing them and eating them. It's not like they just killed them and burned them. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not, it wasn't just for like fun, you know, it was, you know, they're, they were eating them. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, top of the list, you know, for a found footage film, that's, uh, pretty iconic, uh, Cannibal Holocaust. I don't really recommend it, I okay. would say. Is, is it on one of those, uh, Joshua's, I will not show you this film? I mean, you know, if you want to see it, I'll show it to you, but I, I can't. Uh, probably not. I, yeah. I, I don't recommend it, uh, for any, you know, anybody, uh, to really run out and see. Uh, let's see some other ones though that are really good. Wreck, uh, REC. Have you seen that? No. It's like a Spanish. Um, it's really good. They remade it as Quarantine with the girl from Dexter, Jennifer. Oh, okay. Uh, Carpenter. Uh, also really good actually. They, I mean, that's one of those times where the you know it's almost like a shot for shot remake, shot for shot remake of the Spanish film. Uh huh. 
Um, but it's they're they're both really good, and it, it's kind of cool because it's about this like uh, television reporter. And she's going out with like, is it the fire department or like emergency services? Just going on a night run. She's just doing like a, a report on how they act and they get called to this uh, apartment building and, uh, you know, something really crazy is going down in it. So they all go. And then next thing you know, the whole place is like, um, uh, what do you call like quarantined off mm-hmm. and like all communication is shut down and you're like, what the hell's going on? And it's like kind of a zombie thing. Ooh. There's like an outbreak of a, you know, of a, this disease that has started inside the apartment complex, but it's really cool. Cause it's really, again, really claustrophobic and um, you know, very, it feels very real. It's very in the moment. I think the acting is really good in both, in both uh, the, the original uh, Spanish version and uh the in quarantine. quarantine remake. So I recommend that. Uh, Cloverfield is yes. great. I think Cloverfield's a brilliant uh, found footage movie. I do like Cloverfield. Yeah, and the re- and the uh, sequel they just well or the spiritual successor or whatever. Ten Cloverfield Lane was brilliant as well. I just I love Cloverfield because it's like they did such a good job of getting these like in camera like effects. You know, because you're you're supposed to really think that this guy's just filming this stuff as it happens. And I just thought they did such a brilliant job with making it really look like, you know, it wasn't a lot of CGI. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I was just really kind of. I saw it in theaters uh, with my hus- with my cousin's now ex husband, mm. and um, I remember getting. I remember being sick. I remember just being really sick. Oh yeah, because um, it moved so much. It moved so much, yeah. and uh, uh, there was even a. Uh, there was even a disclaimer. There was a disclaimer, right? You know, like, yeah. hey, you might get sick, motion sickness, blah blah blah. So, I I remember just I had to close my eyes for a part of it because I just felt so yeah. sick by it. Blair Witch was like that too, mm-hmm. um, back then. But yeah, Cloverfield was great, and I totally bought into like the viral marketing of it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, which is so good. Which you know, seeing putting it in, now in a historical context of like having seen Blair Witch. And you know what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. They spent so much trying to make it so, uh, trying to make it you know, all about that. Yeah, yeah. It feel real. You know, it just felt it felt you know immediate. Yeah. You know? Uh, obviously, the next kind of huge, um, least successful found footage film is Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if it broke the record that Blair Witch had. I know it made a ton of money too, because Blair Witch was made for like nothing, yeah. and Paranormal Activity also was made for nothing, relatively speaking. Uh, have you seen that? Nope. Oh well, we'll have to watch that sometime because it's actually pretty good. Uh, trivia: um, I what did I? I donated to something. I donated to some kind of campaign they ran, so my name is in the credits, along with you know Ooh. thousands of other people, but like as supporters of the film. Uh, so, fun little trivia fact. If you do see it, you can go in there and find Joshua Napier. There's probably like 20 of us, but, you know, I'm... But uh, there he is. But one of them, rep, you know, one of them is One me. of them is him. Uh, I don't really even know. I do I remember like saying my name in it, though. It was exciting. Were you like, we're waiting to the end of the credits, Jeffrey? Yeah. <laughs> we have to see. We have to see my name. Uh, I think it was put on the DVD credits, so it's not... It wasn't in, like, the film. I can't remember, but... It was like something they did. Mm, okay. uh, I, I don't really remember what the... I feel like it was like either if you pre-ordered it or... Um, yeah, the credits. 
I, uh, yeah, add your name to the Paranormal Activity DVD credits. That's what it was. Got it. So I, I just don't remember how that happened. <laughs> um, Maybe like a pre-order or, you know, because that sounds like something they do for like a Kickstarter campaign, but I don't think Paranormal did that. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Yeah, so you had to put, yeah, you had to register on it and then, you know, hope that it happened, but whatever. Um, that's just some fun trivia for those. I, I'm that lame of a horror fan that I was like, yes, <laughs> please. I want to be in the I do credits. want that. I love that idea. Uh, the Taking of Deborah Logan was really good. Um, I highly recommend that. It was creepy, sort of about like, um, you know, you think this woman has like dementia or something and they're kind of following her story, but then like all kind of other cool, crazy stuff happens. Troll Hunter. That was really good. I don't know if Mm. you saw that, but that's uh, a group of students investigate a series of mysterious bear killings, but learn that there's much more dangerous things going on. Uh, and so you're following this guy and you find out that he's like a troll hunter. And so it's got some great in camera effects as well, uh, for being found footage and really, you know, it's, it's funny too. It's like a horror comedy. It's goofy. Uh, but yeah, uh, really, really good. Highly is, recommend it. Is diary of the dead on that list? Yeah. I was just about to say diary of the dead. Yeah. I love that too. George Romero. We've talked about that in the past with, uh, when we talked about night of the living dead, uh, again, yeah, definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, I think it was very insightful as to like talking about reality television, but, um, cause I think that's what the commentary about the larger commentary of diary of the dead was supposed to mm-hmm. be about. Yeah. But even like thinking about when it was released and even like up to now, it's even more poignant just given our kind of like our selfie culture yeah. that we have going on. So, but yes, diary of the dead. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Uh, yeah, so I think that that's probably good. There's, I mean, this list has like 30 different movies on it. Uh, some of them I've not actually seen, but I'd like to. There's one whole movie. This looks good. Something about their twin children's bizarre behavior might just tear their family apart. A VHS, uh, you know, those came out. Those were really successful. I've only seen bits and pieces of it, though, so I can't really comment on it, but, um, I should, I should take some time to watch that. We'll have to do a whole found footage day. Yes. You know, it'll be fun. We'll find that footage. Yes, we will. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There's some uh, other fun found footage films <laughs> for your consideration. If you are, uh, if you're a fan of the Blair Witcheted project. If you like a good, scary documentary, but not really. <laughs> All right. So... Blair Witch Project, we just watched it. So fun. I went to see it in the theater when it came out. We had to have an adult buy us the tickets, but me and my brother saw it by ourselves. <laughs> and how was that? Uh, you know, I remember I remember us going home being like, well, it wasn't uh, as, it wasn't very scary. Like when, you know, you, in the end, yes, you know, and especially the kind of kids again that we were, you know, we went home, everybody's like, Oh, what was it like? Did you like it? Like, well, yeah, it was good. But you know, the ending, it wasn't really, you know, nowadays, like, I don't know. Look, I, I still, I do think it's a really great movie. I, I actually really like it. Um, it's easy to just put in and like watch, you know, on like a rainy day. Um, and I, I'm a little bit more forgiving of like the ending now, you know, cause it's just supposed to, you know, I mean, it's, 
when you're a kid, like I was, gosh, how old was I when that came out? I would have been, I think, 13. No, probably 14, going on 15. 99, right? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have yet been 15 until December. So mm-hmm. that summer, I was 14. You were 14? Right. So I, we were, you know, we were expecting to, like, see a witch and to see, you know, something really scary and yeah. creepy. So I think, I, you know, like then it was just, you know, I was just like, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. They, you know, they didn't even show anything, like, really that terrifying. You know, yeah. but now that I've... I've, you know, gotten older and have, you know, the appreciation for horror that I do and in, in, in as a genre, it's like, that's not what it, it, it's not really about the the witch anyways. I mean, it's about their total breakdown in their relationship and the, you know, this whole like, you know, cabin fever and being lost in the woods and starving and, you know, what's real and what's not. And, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's not really just about the witch. You know, there's a lot more horrifying things happening in that in the movie. You yeah, know? yeah. And then yeah. if you're going in believing that they really vanished, then yeah, it is far more scary in the end to be like, what the hell? You know, what, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's just always weird. Cause it's like, if you think, if you, if you go in thinking that this really happened, it's like, Oh, we're, it's a little exploitive and oh, yeah. very voyeuristic. Like, Oh, we're just watching, we're just watching mm-hmm. like three people suffer over the course of a few days. Yeah. Um, I was surprised every single time it was like at night and they would wake up again the next day. I'm like, oh, you survived. Yeah. You survived another day. You survived another day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think in the, within this story, it's like eight days, eight mm-hmm. or nine days that they're lost in the woods. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. For what was supposed to only be like two or three days. You know, they were just there for a, a weekend, you know, just to film this uh, short film project and get out. You know, so for them to be lost. So, Joshua... Do you have the map? I don't have the map, Joe. Where's the map, Joshua? I don't have the map. You have the map. No, <laughs> I thought you had the map. Where's the fucking map, Joshua? Where's the fucking map? Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Uh, I was telling Joshua that we're just gonna do a we're gonna do a parody where that's all we say for like twenty minutes. It's yeah. just us arguing about a map. Just yelling about the map. Where's the map, Joshua? Where's the map? Where's the fucking map? Um, yeah. That. I don't, you know, it's so interesting to me because uh, as well, like, I think, I always thought the film was really well, you know, received because it made so much money, but it's really polarizing, you know? And, like, she won, like, a Razzie Award for Worst Actress, and I'm like, she's so good in it. Yeah, I like, thought she was I thought the every, best yeah, one. And it's yeah, it's like, I think, every, I think everybody in it is so, it's such good acting. Like, their breakdowns that they have and this whole, like, the whole time that they're just, like decompensating throughout this whole movie. I just always thought it was really brilliant. And I like the the Heather Donahue commented on it saying that she just felt that people hated Heather so much that that's why she got that award. Be, you know, people just really didn't like her. They didn't like seeing a woman who was in charge, who wasn't wearing makeup, who, you know, was getting dirty and was just kind of, you know, smoking and smoking drinking, and drinking and found, you know, she, she felt that the negative response to her was that it was about the character and not her actual talent as an actress. Yeah. I, I was, a, I was having a little kind of like my feminism was being triggered a little bit by, by the representation of the character. And I say that because like, it's it's obviously it's apparent that like it they're making it almost like her fault. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And there these guys are you know I mean before uh, it was apparent mm-hmm. before she goes into her little you know the famous one shot where she's just kind of saying I'm sorry to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But when she's talking about 
um, you know, she's always filming. So she's constantly, one, I think it's unsettling for people to know that there's a woman behind the lens. So to hear her voice consistently and then that's the, that's whose view you're seeing it from. I think like subconsciously people are not with it there. Maybe. That's, that's, I mean, that's purely conjecture and I, and I have no, I have no (laughs) sources to back that up. Yeah. But come at me, internet. (laughs) Come at me, bro. Um, And then you have like, you know, they're constantly like these guys who are being like, I was like, they're being like really yelling and really like verbally violent Mm -hmm. toward her. They're just like, you know, turn that camera off, turn the fucking camera off. You don't know where the fuck we're going. Like it come all like any semblance of uh, decorum or camaraderie is completely breaking down at that point. Um, And it was, it, it's just, I don't know. I was just so, um, it was just such a c- kind of comp- complicated thing because yeah. she's, she's wanting to make sure she gets as much, but she's almost, it's like she's being punished for her ambition. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that, that's, you know, the whole thing is her idea. It's her project. It's her final, you know, I think her I, I would guess. Yeah. Like, like her thesis. Exactly. It's like her thesis for film school. It's like, you know, it, it means a, a lot to her to get it done. Um, you know, she goes in, she, you know, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because it's like, I mean, it kind of is like her fault. Like she knows that they're lost at points, you know, and she knows like something's not right. Um, and they don't have a lot of information either. You know, they are really trusting her to get them in and get them out. And she's not really, you know, doing that, (laughs) you know, but it's not necessarily her fault either because paranormal, you know, supernatural forces are at work. Because it's the witch. You know, but it is more like in the beginning how they, it's, they constantly do constantly question her, which I I agree. There is, there's that sexist undercurrent of that because they're like, you know, do you really know where we're going? Do you really know? She's like, yeah, I know where I'm going. I hike all the time. Like I know what I'm doing. You know, it's, you know, it isn't her fault in that, in that respect, you know, it's her project. She's, she's the leader. So she has to take whatever criticism happens, you know, if they do get lost, like it's, it's kind of like on her shoulders, quote unquote, you know, but, not really because it's you know like super you know something yeah, else super happening elements, yeah you know but they're they're trusting that she knows what what she's doing um and she had done you know i mean it's mentioned several times in the film and obviously she you know that she goes out hiking and that she you know um she's prepared you know she has everything that you know you would need so yeah. it's like you know you you trust her as the viewer that she does know what she's doing uh but these two guys are clearly like you know and the, i mean and mike doesn't even really know her he's he's just the buddy of josh's that agreed to come out with them to help you know so he uh, how he doesn't know her from adam you know and see that's the thing so like one thing when they introduced him when she was like and you know and you know little mike <laughs> and i was just like oh god okay <laughs> Uh, yeah. Little Mike, and I'm just like, oh, he's the one who's going to go insane because I, they started setting it up, and I'm like, okay, I can feel like a little kind of amity thing coming mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. someone's going to lose it, and I picked Mike to be the one that was going to go no oh, missing, to go missing, mm-hmm. or to go like crazy and yeah. like maybe attempt to take someone's life. I spe- even like especially and especially after the part where he starts laughing. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh fuck, okay. And he's yeah. the one who yeah. loses the map and everything. So I Well which, purposely. I mean he kicks yeah. it into the stream. Yeah. So like I thought he was gonna be the one. But then when they turn it and ends up being Josh, I did not see that coming at all. And I wanna mm-hmm. preface this by saying, like, listener, a lot of the films that we've watched up to now, like I have some sort of passing familiarity with mm-hmm. or whatever, I had no 
this is like complete clean slate. No idea what was like. I mean, everything, all everything short of like the the final confessional at the end. That's pretty much all I knew about this film. So I'm coming into it completely tabula rasa. Yeah, you're talking about the film, like the crying scene. Like, yeah, the crying what, scene I mean, was parodied in everything in the night in 1999. Exactly. And 2000, Famously know? in Scary Movie with Sherry O'Terry. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you couldn't get away from it for you know a while. Um, yeah, it'd be hard to miss that. Um, that but like, image. But what's interesting is that, like, that's the only thing that like culture has seemed to pull from this film mm-hmm. is is that, and everything else, yeah, it, everything else is is contained in the film itself. Like you, you can't say that you've seen the Blair Witch, um, and that's and that's what's been interesting, you know, overall about these films that we've been watching is that it's picking out what culture, what pop culture has picked to to be representative of the film. So mm-hmm. like, you know, like the, like Freddie's fedora sweater and, you know, the way Freddie looks is what pop culture has picked to, to kind of represent him throughout. And that's mm-hmm. what, and when you see that, that's how you know that's a reference to something. But for this film, it's the, you know, the scene of like, that's like the utmost vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is interesting. And where she also just immediately admits that it's all her fault, where she's, mm-hmm. you know, which, and again, like that's, that's kind of a complicated feminist thing too, because yeah. yeah, I think there's kind of this argument that women just kind of take the blame, this Eve syndrome of just taking the blame right. for everything and all of the sins and all of the ills kind of fall on, kind of fall on women. So like to have her just kind of openly admit, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm responsible. I'm sorry to all their mothers. Yeah. I'm sorry to all of this. It was just kind of like, Oh, like, I don't know if, you know, I mean, supernatural elements, notwithstanding, it's, you know, you also don't have a map and that's not your fault. That's someone else's fault. Yeah, no, totally true. Yeah. And th- yeah, it, that's a good point with the map and all. But I mean, again, they'd been following it, you know. So you're right. Supernatural elements, notwithstanding. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they would have gotten out of there just fine had she had the map yeah. and there wasn't uh, a witch chasing them around. Yeah. Uh, or a ghost of a witch, I yeah. guess. Um, I want to say that this this movie passes the Bechtel test, but there's not there's only one woman. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't think it would because be, you have to have at least two women having yeah. a conversation. Because it's definitely the one woman, but she like has no discernible chemistry sexually, at least. No, again, it, the the movie is really devoid of that. Yeah. Yeah. It, Which like I thought, yeah, I mean, like when you when I think of like horror films that take place in like secluded areas, there's always kind of that little tristy yeah. thing that happens where someone goes up into nope. the bedroom Again, and she's all business. She's there to do this project. Yeah. She's not there to fuck around. You know, she wants to get in, get out, you know, do it. She's like, I oh, will do this over a long weekend or we'll do this over yeah. a weekend. And yeah. This is her like big break, you know, to do something, yeah. you know, and, and, and to uh, be proud of it. So it's like, it, she, it's a lot riding on for her. You yeah, know? for sure. Again, the guys are coming as help, you know, they're helping her out They're friends, you know, they, you know, can't really do a documentary on your own. Well, I guess you could. Uh, but, yeah. Now we know it takes a minimum three people to do a documentary. Yeah, you need at least three. Uh, <laughs> um, to go back, though, to what you were saying about, like, people thinking it was real, uh, I do, yeah, I think that, I, I, I feel like that is sort of, like, the Blair Witch Project kind of, it's like, I don't remember if we had really like reality television yet. Like that wasn't really a thing yet. I, I, we definitely had like, 
well, not no, the way it's constructed now. Like Survivor, Big Brother, that all came at like uh, they all, that all came like a year, year and a half later. Yeah. So that was all like 2000, 2001. Which I feel again, it's like I think that with the Blair Witch Project, it was sort of like it really set that off where it was like people were willing to go in and watch three people suffer and and possibly be murdered on camera. Yeah. Because you didn't know. I mean, you know, before it came out, like I mean, it was so you know, I, I showed you the Curse of the Blair Witch, that documentary that they aired on Sci-Fi. Yes, which I want to talk more about that because yeah. that was just crazy. Right, because they, I mean, it was so rich with detail. So they put that out there. They have missing posters that they're handing out at, at screenings of the film to say, hey, you know, if you recognize these people or if you've seen them, like, let us know. They are really out there trying to pump this as, as being real. And people, you know, I remember when it came out, everybody was like, this really happened. And, you know, everybody was like trying to figure it out. And, you know, people were going up into, you know, places that they guessed were the woods or whatnot, you know. Um, I guess it was at uh, Patapsco. State Park, which is also connected to Serial, the show Serial. Oh, that's I didn't that, know that. It's that same park in Maryland that they. Uh, oh, okay. That, the that, one where Jay killed the girl. Right. <laughs> oh, and see, now we're getting sued. No, but the one where Jay, <laughs> where Jay said they went after like doing it, Got it doesn't it. fit into the timeline. Then it like vanishes. Anyway, sorry, that's really off for Serial. <laughs> serial fans, I can't wait for the third season. I am listening to S Town right now. It's so good. So listen to that real quick. Side. I need side, to. Side, I need side. to start listening to S Town. Yeah, it's pretty good. But see, even so, okay. So if we're talking about we're talking about like reality television yeah. and just like the exploit the hugely exploitive nature of the film or what people people who would watch the film at yeah, that going time and thinking it was real so like s-town i heard s-town i heard is also kind of along that same vein where it's like i, I think there was like a medium article where the headline was uh s-town's a great show it should have never been made like oh, it, yeah. it's just so goes into someone's life so much yeah. that it, it starts to feel exploitive the same thing can be said about uh, missing richard simmons yeah which absolutely. like as I'm listening, so I was like a live listener. I started listening from the first episode and he was doing all these things live. And I just felt like after a while, I'm like, this feels really, I felt icky. I felt like really icky. I'm like, I should not know this much about a person who was still alive and well and potentially could be hearing this. Right. And, but at the same time, like that's just kind of the world we're living in is yeah. that these, we're now in a situation where like we, you know, celebrities kind of sign up for it when you agree to be uh, when you when you agree to be celebrity and have a certain level of notoriety. You're kind of on board for a little bit of your privacy to be taken away. Yeah. Um, and again, come at me if you want. If what I <laughs> come at me if you want, I send it. If what any of that I, what I said offended you, because honestly, it's true. Like you. You know, and there are, there's ways for you to make sure that you're not um, doing that. So yeah, yeah, there's plenty of celebrities that find ways to to avoid that. But like, it, it just felt highly exploitive. So you know, to bring it back, like that's the main thing. When I'm I was sitting there watching this, and I'm just like, wow, people really like if they thought this was real, that was that's the whole reason I didn't watch it when or didn't even have any desire to watch it when I was uh, at, at that time, even a few years after it had come out, because I'm just like, I have no desire to watch this because I don't want to know. They never found these people. I have no idea. I have no desire to know what goes on in a in a person's last moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you are not certainly not alone in that uh, fact. But uh, 1999 movie buying audiences were not on your side with that. So <laughs> they flocked to see it. I mean, it made so much money uh, and was such a huge phenomenon and tons of merch. I mean, gosh, I don't. Even, I wonder how much that brand. W- would be you know worth like valued now you know mm-hmm. uh, back then I mean just 
millions and millions of dollars. Uh, but it, it speaks to that. I mean, we like cereal, like, you know, like the things that we have now, like, you know, um, reality television. Uh, there's plenty. Uh, I think of like, what is it? Grizzly man. Uh, that documentary or whatever. It has the tapes where he's like eaten by bears, he and his wife or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we, there's part of us that, again, it's that macabre like sense. Like we do, we want to know. We want the gory details. We want them, we want them recorded. We want them filmed. We want it, you know, splayed open where we can see, you know, where we can get a good look at you, you know. Um, Which like, I mean, We'll talk, probably talk about this later, but like this, I was telling Joshua, like immediately this Blair Witch informed my entire viewing of Roanoke, of American Horror oh, Story. Oh, yeah, the American Horror Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, you know, is, is they have a, there's like a found footage element to it, but then I'm, you know, like, but then there's also kind of that, there's like the documentary portion of it. And then there's the found yeah. footage portion of it, which was really interesting. Like that was thinking about it now. Like, yeah, brilliant. they owed a lot to Blair Witch. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing I, um, one thing I will mention is that, uh, it's just a testament to the time and probably, well, you know, this is also Ryan Murphy making it, but Blair Witch, it's like you, they rarely do you ever see like the person on camera talking or, you know, there's not a lot of like, it's a lot of, you know, person behind the camera talking. Mm. And then when she push, pulls it in front, and that's probably just a technology thing. But then in Roanoke, they have the selfie sticks. So yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, only yeah. can you see out, but you can see their reactions as well. Yeah. Which is which is interesting because, like, now it's now we have that shift where it's like, not only do I want you to see what I'm seeing, I want you to see me seeing what I'm seeing Yeah, in now times. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, you're right. Technology, for one, we weren't yet carrying, you know, everything in in a little flat, you know, a little black mirror. Inch, yeah, black mirror. Exactly. You know, no. we weren't all. We didn't have that, you know, yet. Uh, so it probably wouldn't have worked as well. And, and even so, in '99, this movie was supposed to be coming from '94. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. gonna push back even farther. You know, so away from you know technology, because uh, that's the thing with like you know Blair. Oh, well, they had cell phones. You know that none of this would have happened. <laughs> but then again, the supernatural elements at play. You know, exactly. Uh, sure that they you know they wouldn't work because I like that whole commentary too. And like, oh, this is America. We can't get lost. Somebody will come looking for yeah, us. This <laughs> this is America. We've we've. Experienced exploited all our natural yeah. resources. There's no way we can get lost in this day and age. Yeah, I love that kind of that concept. It's like, no, you you certainly can. You yeah. you can and certainly yeah. get lost. Yeah, Blanche. Yeah, Natcha. Yeah, lost. Uh yeah, absolutely. And, and they do kind of bring that up with uh the um the sequel they just did, uh Blair Witch, which I actually really enjoyed. Okay. Um I thought they did a good job. Uh, and it's 20 years later and it's the brother of Heather decides to go into the woods to find, he wants to, to search and, and to see what he can find. Uh, cause he gets like a image or something sent to him that shows his sister and he's like, Oh, she's alive. She's somewhere in the woods, you know? So he like goes in, but it's, you know, it's much more technical, technologically advanced, obviously ever. I think there's like six or seven of them go and they all have, you know, cameras on their bodies and they've set up cameras around their tents, you know, you know, around the campsite and, uh, you know, everybody has, you know, all kinds of just stuff, you know, and, this, and it mixes it. It mixes cell phone footage and, you know, GoPro type footage and, you know, standalone, you know, stuff. Um, way more high tech uh, to tell a more omniscient 
you know, kind of tale, uh, tale, yeah, rather than just uh, you know documentary, because it's not it's not set up as like a documentary. Mm. It's set up more of like reality, you know, like here we're gonna reality go in style. and do this, yeah. Uh, but it was pretty good. Uh, I, I I like that too, you know, in the original film, so like you know some production stuff, you know, they had to teach them how to use the cameras, and then they just sort of, I mean what you see is kind of what you get. I mean, the movie's largely improv. They had a mm-hmm. loose, very loose, you know, kind of outline. This is sort of what we're going to do. Here's where we're going to start. You know, we're going to get here. We're going to get here. We're going to get there. Um, we're going to end up at this house. You know, they kind of have that loose uh, thing, but then they just kind of left them to it, to film amongst themselves. And then they had like a GPS or something that would kind of get them to the next place. And then at night, production just harassed them that's all like production like just scaring the shit out of them and and filming their and getting their real reactions you know they likened it to uh like base training like uh soldiers you know where they i Uh guess they'll like you'll go out and then you'll be hunted down by your comrades Mm -hmm. to you know to help you train that's kind of what they did uh in order to uh yeah, they just stayed out in the woods and scared the shit out of them all night. So they kind of, I mean, there they wasn't great working conditions. You know, they were really tired and hungry and <laughs> lost out in the woods. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in a way, not, you know, not entirely, but they, they really were kind it's of. It's like, here's your contract. It's 10 pages long because yeah. we're about to do some crazy shit to you. Yeah, it was, uh, I think when they put it out, they were like, um, I can't remember what the, the magazine is like back page variety kind of thing backstage you know? backstage uh just like hey we're looking for you know three actors for a uh, a largely improv film low budget film that was kind of it that uh that'll uh have some uh action in the woods <laughs> <laughs> that is uh definitely the Blair yeah. Witch Project. And, and their <laughs> auditions were improv. Like, the, it was sort of like they would throw out a situation and say, okay, so what was it? I think for Heather Donahue, it was like, um, you, you've been in prison and you're going to be released early, uh, but you, like, murdered your baby or something like that. Uh, why should we let you out? And I guess her answer was, um, well, you shouldn't. And then she, like, so she got the... Anecdotally, that's how yeah. she got the role. But that was, but that's how they auditioned was just completely improv. And then, awesome. and then, yeah, they taught him. They gave him a crash course in uh, how to work a camera and dropped him off in the woods. Said, "All right, because it go it, find it, some it's witches." Very much like the three of them. Like yeah. it's just like the and three they of did, them. They film it and they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there might be there might be some other people involved in. Production, I, I feel like I remember reading that they, other people did film parts of it, but largely it was them. Mm-hmm. And they got like 20 or 30 hours of footage and they cut it down. I think they cut it down to like two and a half to do like kind of test audiences. And then they eventually got it down to the 82, 82 minutes that it is now. Yeah, it was which pre- is perfect. Yeah, it was pretty tight. Yeah, it, it, I was, it needs uh, to move fast. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I'm like, as they were just breezing through the days, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, they've been out here a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of, I mean, you yourself watching it lose sense of time. You know, you lose track. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, very, very cool <laughs> how, how they uh, how they lay the whole thing out, mm-hmm. the film, and, and your, you know, as you experience it. And I remember sitting in the theater, we sat, we got there kind of late. It, not The movie hadn't started, but we had to sit kind of farther back. 
and sat on like the aisle seats because the the theater back in Lebanon, Ohio, where I was from. Hey, holla to Lebanon! Right, I think it was like this was 1999. I think it was like between three and six dollars to go see a movie at night. You know? Oh I, God! Okay. Yeah, I think because they had like half price days. Like you could go you could go to a matinee for like two dollars and fifty cents. I think so. Yeah, I think it was like five or six bucks to see a movie at night. And so we went and the theater, it was like, it was one aisle and then there was two and two, like, you know, or, or three, I think. How did they set it up? Or maybe it was four. I think it was like four chairs, like in a row, you know, going like up <laughs> in one center aisle. Oh, nice. So we sat in the back and I remember being very dizzy, you know, by the, you know, all the running and the screaming. It was, it was more than anything like, yeah, motion sickness. Like you left not really feeling scared. You just left feeling dizzy. Ill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, but you know, I mean, as soon as it came out, I, I remember getting it on VHS and you know, all of us, we'd have like camp, you know, like slumber parties and it, we all, you'd inevitably watch for like that year after it, we were always watching the Blair Witch Project and, uh, you know, I, it, it's a big part of like my memories of that time. Is the Blair Witch? Yeah, it's the Blair Witch project. That's just fascinating because, like that, I mean, it, to have to have a horror film, you know, a thriller, psycho thriller, horror, whatever you want to call it, to have it be a part of like such a core foundation of your yeah. Memories. I just remember watching it a lot with a lot of different people, you know, especially because you know because not everybody's parents would let them watch stuff like that. So you know, it was like, hey, I have the Blair Witch Project. You want to watch it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'll bring it over. Are you going camping next week? Here, you should watch The Blair Witch Project. (laughs) Absolutely. And then, of course, when everybody found out it wasn't real, you know, and you started seeing Heather on uh, uh, Steak and Shake commercials, you know, then then that kind of... I think everybody... You know, I think that's why the movie's so polarizing, too, is not only because the ending, you know, I think a lot of people left pissed off that they were like wait what you know because again it's the bigger sense of what's going on you know you're supposed to leave thinking like that was the last that was the last moment of her life she is dead and something terrible is going to happen to him you know that's that's what you're left with at the end especially like after that tale of like they told him to go stand in the corner yeah exactly the whole rest and par thing yeah um yeah so when you so that's the ending of the film. I think that left a lot of people kind of annoyed. And then when it's like, well, oh, and by the way, we also made it up. Like we spent all we spent all of the marketing money to fool you into thinking it was real. You know, we staged fake police interviews and television interviews. Gotcha. And yeah, and I, I yeah. So it's like I just feel like a lot of people felt really. Yeah, this is the original fake news, everybody. Right. Exactly. Alternative facts. Um, no, it's very. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I think that just a lot of people kind of probably felt really betrayed by it. <laughs> How did you feel? Um, well, you know, I I was trying to remember when I found out that it wasn't real because I feel like I feel like it because I don't really remember feeling any way about it because I, I I don't know I I'm not sure if I even believed it was real in the be- at all to begin with yeah you know I don't know um I'm try- it's like that I don't I don't really remember I remember having conversations with people who still thought it was real and I had to convince them that it wasn't you know um, I remember telling people like no this is totally made up and because they I think it was like the library had released a book a dossier and I think that somewhere in there it was like fiction you know that it was 
you know, that it was totally yeah. made up. Well, like the credits immediately say like written, directed, produced by mm-hmm. these two guys. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. If anyone, I mean, obviously it's not real once you read that, but. Yeah. Well, and even that, they just go, well, we shaped the story from the, from the hours of footage we found, yeah. you know, that kind of thing that they were put in charge of yeah. shaping it. Which uh, was something that was, uh, that was also interesting too. The way they did that was they, they kind of like had the sound from one, they had the sound from mm-hmm. one video overlaid with like showing, like yeah. when they're crossing the river and they're just talking about crossing the river. How are you going to get over there? What did you, what did you break? What did you break? I didn't break anything. And they show them crossing the river. I was like, okay, like that's a technique. That's very, that's like a very advanced technique in general, like it was just interesting playing with the sounds. And stuff. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. And there were moments there too when I was thinking about what it would be like to like sit in a theater to watch this. There, there's a lot of moments where you're in the dark, mm-hmm. where you're completely in the dark, and all you're hearing are people like, "What is that? What is that? Is that something? What's going yeah, very on?" Very disorienting. Very disorienting yeah. to have to be those long moments of just being in the dark. Yeah, it's it's very experiential, the film, you know, especially if you can watch it in a, you know, and I, I, I would I would love it if somebody would do that, like bring it back for a weekend and put it in, you know. Um, they may have actually with this last sequel, maybe I missed out on it, but I would love to see it in the theater again. Uh, just because it was, it was quite an experience to to be in the dark and, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it would flash yeah. or something would happen. And you're like, whoa, it was like a ride. Uh, yeah. No jump scares though. I was, I was kind of bracing myself for a jump scare. Yeah, not really. I wouldn't say no, because they never really show the witch or anything. Yeah, you know. So, uh, let's see. What oh else? yeah, Ellie Ellie Kemper, whatever her name is. Kedward, Ellie Kedward, Ellie Kedward, Ellie Kemper is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, that's somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine the Blair Witch is the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Right. I love that. Just her jumping out. Ah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> just her in the background of some of the footage. That's a t-shirt that we need. So yeah. our t-shirts now, a forthcoming t-shirts will be uh, the Marquis de Sade. Right. And then Kimmy Schmidt as, uh, as, the, Blair as Witch. the Blair Witch. I love it. Jeez. <laughs> uh, hopefully Jamie can do that. Yeah. I hope um, she can do it too. Uh, but yeah, so... What else to talk about? Uh, so the curse, the Blair Witch, the whole sci-fi documentary. Yeah. So Joshua's like, okay, now we need to watch the special feature because this is what they released a f- ahead of the on sci-fi ahead of Blair Witch, and it turns out to be this this well-produced documentary, like uh, what happened kind of thing, talking about the Blair Witch myth. That was just like in and of itself should win an award. For, oh, no. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, I'm like, first of all, to cast people, either real, their real life siblings and girlfriends and whatever, or just to like people who just look normal, like look regular. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like, I just keep thinking like, how did they find people that just looked regular? It's just, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was just everything. Like, they had a sheriff. They had, like, in a courthouse. Yeah, they spent a ton of money on marketing. Oh, my gosh. That, w- that in and of itself was worth the price of admission. If I had seen that before, if I had seen that, and, and I would probably, if I had seen that, that would probably be the reason why I did not want to watch the Blair Witch Project. Right. 
Well, and that for a lot of people, they did see it, you know, or, or that it was out there and, uh, you know, you had seen the missing posters or that, you know, they were really using it a lot in the advertising and, uh, and, and out there in, you know, viral, like, quote unquote, you know, before we had such a thing. Um, the Internet, uh, this is, is often cited as the first film that was uh, made successful through Internet promotion. Uh, because they had a website set up where you could go and find out about the case and, you know, the current activity on it and all of that. Um, I think it's still up, so you can look it up um, if you want, you know, to spend a, a 1 a.m., you know, session, like looking up Blair Witch Project stuff. <laughs> um, you know, but they had they had built all this up, and, you know, and there was all, all these articles and this whole, I mean, they built this whole story uh, to back the the idea that the film, you know, was a real thing. And I mean, it was just brilliant, brilliant marketing. Love I mean, how they, like I said, I mean, they guessed the movie cost about 60 grand to make. Although, I, I mean, I think they, I think it was like, I thought they, I thought it had always been 30, but this says 60, but they made $248.6 million at the box office. Is that domestic box office? Um, I think. So let's see. That's insane. That is a huge recoup of your <laughs> oh, yeah. of your profit. Yeah, the in its first weekend, it made one point five million in limited release, and then yeah, and then went on uh, from another thousand one locations to make another thirty million. Uh, in its fifth weekend, it was still the number three film. That's so, insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was huge. Uh, the, in in the in the United States, it grossed one hundred forty point uh, five million, and then another one hundred eight million in other in other territories. Wow! So yeah, it was the highest grossing uh, was the tenth highest grossing film in ninety nine. But you know, against its budget. You know, when you compare that, like how much the the return on investment uh, was enormous. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I I also really like it because, like Jaws and other movies, uh, it, it, the horror is largely in your mind. Like or like you know, like we've discussed with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's a scary movie, but you always remember it as being far more gory than it is. Yeah, far know? more than what it actually was. Yeah, presented. and the same with this. It's like people go in and you know you hear things or you you know what I mean. It's like it's all it's really in your head, and I love that kind of yeah horror. They really did a good job of like of making it because I I'm like, do you hear that? I when she said that the first time, I'm like. I don't hear a goddamn thing. I don't yeah. hear anything that she's talking about. And then after the second or third time, I started to hear stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if this is just me now or if this is actually me hearing things, yeah. but I actually hear something. Yeah. The, the horror is really built on that. Yeah. And it just further, you know, it's the other thing too is, um, you know, it goes back to like John Paul Sartre and no exit, like hell is other people. Like sometimes it's, it's, it's other people as well that, you know, you're, that you're, that you're trapped with essentially that's what's make that adds to kind of the horrific nature of it. Yeah. I love um, Roger Ebert to quote him in uh, writing for the Chicago sun uh, Times said at a time when digital techniques can show us almost anything, the Blair Witch Project is a reminder that what really scares us is, is, is the stuff we can't see. The noise in the dark is almost always scarier than what makes the noise in the dark. I love that. 
and yeah, and that's uh, the Blair Witch is a real, uh, real testament to the truth of that. And that you know, people are like, "Oh, that movie was so scary," and it's like, "Well, was it really?" Yeah. Or is it your memory of it, you know, or the experience of it? Did, so having not seen Paranormal Activity, do you think that Paranormal Activity kind of takes what it learned, takes the lessons of Blair Witch, and then actually and shows you things? Yeah, um, it, it, it shows things on camera. Uh, you, you know, you... S- <laughs> How do you want to say it? They set up like a camera in their bedroom and there are scenes where you see like a shadow of, you know, something moving in their room that's not actually there. And, you know, you know, blankets move and people are dragged off, you know. So, so yeah, there's a real like caught on camera, you know, supernatural footage. Uh, Blair Witch Project does not do that. You know, it doesn't show you its villain, uh, you know, at all. It makes me, I'm questioning the entire time if there's actually a villain. Um, yeah, or is it just they get lost in yeah. there? Because you know. they also they they rarely mention the presence of the witch. I felt like I I felt like they didn't mm-hmm. like of the of when they're talking about like people when they're talking about the forces the supernatural forces. I feel like they're not saying like oh it's the witch it's the witch. It's like they keep saying them and they and they they're using these pronouns that are not necessarily mentioning like we. Not necessarily like, and their belief, their true belief, I guess, in the witch is also not really being tested at all yet. Mm. Even when they find the sticks, when they find the um, the little mounds, the stone. Well, mounds. they their uh, their initial reaction is to question whether or not it's like deliverance, and they're being fucked with by local hillbillies. Uh-huh. You know, which Roanoke again? Yeah, like, yeah. Which I mean, it's a good question too. I mean, something obviously attacks the tent. You know that you you see. And you hear the children and stuff beating on the tent. It, but is that, you know, just locals, like, trying to scare a couple of, you know, damn Yankees wandering around our woods? I don't know. Maryland's not really the yeah. south, so I don't <laughs> I know. Say. That doesn't really work. Uh, but it, there could be some people, you know, out there in the woods, like, well, we're going to fuck with these people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are things in the film that, you know, I mean, I don't know. You have to ask whether or not it's real because, you know, the log, you know, they, they, they you know... Um, they hike all day in one direction and still come back to the same place they were. So, you know, and that happens in the Blair Witch movie uh, that they just did. And does it happen? Because there's another sequel, um, Blair Witch Book of Shadows, that came out. And it's a, it's a, it's a sequel. It's like a meta sequel kind of thing. So it's about people who were fans of the Blair Witch Project movie, and they all come together to do like a, a, uh, a guided tour through the woods by this guy, who then you find out, oh, this is actually the first time he's done it. But he like spends his whole life selling like T-shirts, and he makes the stickmen to sell online, and you know he has all this fake, you know, s- you know stuff from the house supposedly that he sells to people, and uh, and there's all these people that do these guided tours through the woods where this supposedly happened. Uh, and it plays with time and it plays with your sense of perception and reality. And, you know, they all believe one thing is happening, but then there's footage that shows them behaving, doing different things that they're like, I don't remember doing that. And, you know, uh, it's not great. <laughs> I think that's when I knew it wasn't real is when they came out, when I heard yeah. that they were coming out with that sequel. Yeah. That's when I knew it wasn't real. Um, yeah. It's not a really, it's not a really great movie. Uh, it's fun. I mean, I recommend watching it at least once cause it's silly. You know, it has some cool effects in it. We'll have to do it in our future show about sequels. Right, exactly. 
but I do really highly recommend watching Blair Witch from 2016. That was that was really good to, to cycle back to that. Uh, all right. What else? Anything else to cover? I think that's it. Yeah, so it's good. I mean, what what was your overall thought? I mean, I don't even think we did that. Um, well, it's not. Did you like it? <laughs> I liked it. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, my favorite at this point is like Silence of the Lambs and Scream. So yeah. um, I like it. I see its place and I see its purpose. I still, th- uh, one thing that um, is interesting is that it's still relevant today. Like mm. it's definitely still something that I feel like people will watch it today and get like genuinely freaked out about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I um, overall, you know, overall, I liked it. Did it have moments where it did that for you that freaked you out? Yeah, there were moments where I was, I'm on edge the entire time because like I'm anticipating a jump scare. Okay. Because usually when usually when they're like panning through the woods or something like that, all of a sudden like you know face or all of a sudden you know Lady yeah. Gaga with horns. Right. Or, <laughs> <laughs> and right. I'm anticipating a jump scare, so that kind of left me on edge the entire time just because of how how now I know that kind of horror horror works in that, in that way. Yeah. I was also like really looking in the background. So like as the, if they were like showing something and then like looking off in the distance to see if oh, could you're see anything. To see something. I was just like, okay, am I really, I'm really looking for things. So that added to like, it's, it's whole thing for me. And I, and I don't think that I would have done that in quite the same way if I had watched it, like without having all this, context and this education that I've been right. getting. But I still think that um I still think that the movie it does exactly what it set out to do. Yeah. And you it it just really goes to show that sometimes you you sometimes all you need for good storytelling is just to have like this, you know, to have good plot. I mean I mean it's a decent it's not like the best plot, but it's a decent plot and then things go wrong and how do you overcome if you do overcome and what's gonna happen and um, there were still some, there were definitely some surprises and, um, I, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to like seeing, um, the next film also, because that one, that would be more of our, uh, that's going to be, um, a really good one as far as like, cause I also don't have any, any convention for that, but for as saw. for saw, yes. But for this particular film, Blair Witch Project, I do like it. All right, good. Well, that's all we're trying to do, I guess. (laughs) I know. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, guys. All right. Well, you heard it here. We're going to do Saw next. That's the, uh, at least the final film in this, in this, uh, I can't believe it. We've done. Oh my God. 16. So crazy that, yeah, we'll have done 16 or. 16 of this syllabus. Actually, didn't we split Amityville Horror and Poltergeist? So 17. Oh, shit. Yeah, 17 films. Yeah, 17. Or, well, there were, no, 15 movies. 14 films. We did the first and the, the last episodes are kind of their own thing, and then 15 movies. I can't believe it. So here we are going into Saw, the 15th of this iteration, and then we're going to figure out what the hell Fright School's going to do next. But, yeah. Uh, and then we have the final, girl. Yes, the final. All right. So we'll see you next time for, uh, you know, playing games. Do you want to play a game? I do want to play a game. Yay. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 